The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Lord of Lords, we adore you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. We bless your holy name. We give you all the praise, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. All right, let's settle down quickly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, welcome to our virtual music service. Amen. Ah, hallelujah. We are rounding up our teaching series on Mammon Exposed. Mammon Exposed. And we were able to explain that when Jesus said, He says, Jesus didn't compare the worship of God to any other thing than to mammon and mammon is money mammon is money okay mammon is money and it's very very important for us to understand why jesus said what he said and we've begun to elucidate and teach over the past um few weeks all right on on this so Let's turn our Bibles real quickly. Matthew chapter number 6 and 25 to 33. We're going to be looking at our theme scriptures. Uh, scripture. Then afterward, we're going to go and do some study. Amen. Now remember, this coming Sunday, we will begin five super Sundays. Five super Sundays. All evangelical services across all our centers. Praise God. All right, we're going to be reaching the lost. Demonstrating God's power and showing love to people who need that love demonstrated to them. We're not going to tell them God loves you alone. We will be demonstrating that love. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Praise God. Okay. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Are we there? Can we turn in there real quickly? Matthew 6 and 25. Amen. Now let us turn in there quickly. And let us read. One to go. He says what? Yes. Take no thought for your life. Uh huh. What you shall eat and and what you shall what? He says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which means he's saying, telling you that you shouldn't take thought. Hallelujah. All right, guys, can we sort out the sound on YouTube? Increase my mic so that everybody can have fellowship with us. Thank you. All right, guys, please confirm when it is good to go so that we can have that feedback. God bless you for following and giving us that feedback. It says, it says Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more better than they? So that means. Your heavenly Father feeds the birds, and your, the birds of the air trust God to take care of them. He says, which one of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, 
how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. You see this? And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field. Now, so he's telling you, God is the one that provides, all right, for the birds. God is the one that clothes the grass of the field. He says, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into heaven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So that means when you get to that place where you are not able to trust God for provision of clothing, provision of food, provision of where you're going to live, he says that you have little faith. 31 says, therefore, take no thought. Now, when take no thought, that means do not be anxious. Take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? He says, for after all these things, do the Gentiles seek. Who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles are those that do not know God. All right. After all these things, do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. So that means the full knowledge of God and the fatherhood nature of God is our hope, glory to God, or should be the basis of our faith in His provision for us. He says, "For after all these things, do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things." Thirty-three now says, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God." And his righteousness and all these things shall be what added unto you what is he telling you he's telling you god knows you have need of these things so don't chase them god knows you have need of these things so do not worship them glory to god he says for your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things so that means do not allow material things Take your focus away from the giving God. Do not allow your focus to shift at any given point in your life from God to things. Where you get to a point where things and opportunities in the world determine the leading, all right, of your life and the priorities in your life. No, it says God must mean God in your life and nothing. Hallelujah. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. The Gentiles do not have a connection with God. So because they do not have a connection with God, God is not the one leading their lives. The Gentiles are not temples of God. The, the, the Gentiles do not have a covenant with God. So God is not in the consciousness of the unbeliever. So the unbeliever is going to chase those things. You cannot chase those things like an unbeliever. Without the consciousness of God, you see, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you now you are not to seek the kingdom so that those things will be added unto you because that's another issue with many believers in that they say okay i'm going to seek the kingdom praise god amen all right and the reason why they are seeking the kingdom is that they want all these other things added unto them so that means their goal for kingdom is the things that's another form of idolatry so that means your service of god is for things you are coming to church for things. Ministry in the choir for things. Serving as a pastor for things. So you are seeking the kingdom because of the things that you expect to be added unto you. So when you don't see those things added unto you, glory to God, you are not going to have a problem. Because you are not going to say, I have sought the kingdom and these things that are supposed to be added unto me were not added unto me. Let me shock you. If Perchance you made seeking the kingdom. Um, sorry, if you made the things added unto you a condition for seeking the kingdom, 
most likely you are not seeking the kingdom. The guy who is seeking the kingdom does not pay attention to those things added unto him. So he is seeking the kingdom. The kingdom is his goal. Those things are added unto him, but he is not conscious of those things. What he is conscious of is what? Kingdom. Because the kingdom is the price. The kingdom is the goal. And the kingdom is the reward. Praise God. What Jesus is actually talking about here is for you to what? Place less importance on material things and place the right, utmost importance on eternal things. That's what Jesus is emphasizing. He said, make the kingdom first and foremost. Trust the giving God who knows you have needs of material things to supply those natural things. Because there are times when uh, chasing natural things will always get, will, will most times get you out of the plan of God for your life. Because in the plan of God for your life, material things are not done good in front. So you will find that the plan of God for your life will look more less desirable. It will look less colorful. It will look, look less uh, attractive. Yeah, it will look less. It's going to look that way. And God says, go that path. You have to trust him, his father nature. You have to trust him that he is a good father, all right, that he has thought of the what of the things that you need beforehand and though that path looks all right doesn't look colorful and doesn't look attractive he will litter your path with provisions praise god i said praise god i said praise god now let's turn our bible to deuteronomy chapter 8 deuteronomy chapter 8 there's some folks that say, oh Lord, I've been serving you. I've been faithful in service of you for 10 years. I'm not married. So marriage for them is the reward for service. Praise God. Oh God, I've been serving you. How come my, bro my boyfriend left me? So they feel that the reward for service is their boyfriend staying. You understand? So you always find that when some people lose certain benefits, they feel they should should accrue to them because they are serving God, their service and their fervency in the kingdom goes down. So I'm not married at 33. So they begin to begin to reevaluate their commitments in the kingdom of God. I, I don't have 10 million naira at 2035. They begin to reevaluate their commitment to the kingdom of God because their measure of how faithful God is to them in their service of God is by what was added unto them. What material things was added unto them. That, my friends, is idolatry. Anything that you place above the plan of God, above the will of God, above the things of the kingdom is idolatry. And it is short-sightedness also because you are forgetting that there is nothing that is added in this earth that is eternal, it's short sightedness. You have babe, you have babe now. You have many of you have had. Look, let me tell you something. Some of us, all right, spent you know some salaries on babes in hope that they will be our wives. But where are they today? It was not eternal. Praise God. Amen. Some of you, all right, sisters, you bought PS5 for boyfriends. So that you will show them that you are not the singlet and the boxer's girlfriend. Where is the boyfriend now? He's not eternal. 
Glory to God. Even after you've gotten married. Amen. Unfortunately, I got bad news for you. You're not husband forever. Don't say, oh, our love is titi lai 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 lai. Oh, titi lai 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 lai. Oh, titi lai, titi, titi lai. Hey, this love is titi lai lai. Brother, I got news for you. The moment you leave this earth and you, you, you become conscious of the Lord, that romantic sexual attraction you have to the opposite sex will disappear. You will be like the angels of God in heaven. So even marital love is not forever. The only thing that is forever is kingdom. Amen. Now, God is saying, don't worry. Face the kingdom. I'm going to add the marital. I'm going to add the finance. I'm going to add uh, this thing. But I want your heart to be set on me. The Lord is saying that. Because it is not possible for you to focus on two things at the same time. And God is saying, focus on the eternal. Because the eternal you will never lose. The mundane I will add. Trust my judgment on the mundane. Trust my provision on the mundane. Trust my steadfastness on the mundane. But focus on the eternal. Make sure, because you don't have all the time on this earth. Let your focus be on what matters, what truly matters, and what will continue to matter. Kingdom! Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. And you know the funny thing? Some of you, as soon as you get married, you're walking down the aisle. Pam, pam, papa. Pam, pam, papa. You'll be so excited. Oh my God, we got married. Who I got married, my sweetheart. Ooh. Oh boy, I'm just imagining maybe Bami and Esther get married. You know, Bami has been excited so much. Ah, I got fine girl. This babe, she agreed for me. Ah, he has given Thanksgiving. He has told all his friends. He must have told Dami Larry. Oh man, Dami. Man, when they are playing PS, I'm just happy I got Esther. I, I couldn't, I can't believe I'm so lucky. And you just go that way. And they, you're not thinking about the wedding day. When you get to the wedding day, pam, pam, pana, pam, pam, pana. When the, when I now say, you may kiss the bride. The moment I just say that, boom, rapture. All of us are in the presence of Jesus. Praise God. You see? <laughs> but your life with Jesus is eternal. Glory. Amen. Now, you see, Jesus is coming soon. Too. All of you all get married, get married soon. Amen. <laughs> when Jesus comes, there ain't no marriage for nobody. Amen. So he say, no, no, next year. Look, it's not promised though. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> and it's good if you don't marry. Amen. You marry to Jesus. Satan leave you alone. Amen. <laughs> All right, Deuteronomy chapter number eight. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter number eight. <laughs> and verse 18. I want us to answer this question, a very important question, you know. Does God give wealth? And we're going to define wealth, you know, that, that word wealth, especially. As you determine chapter 8, verse 18. Glory to God. So we're going to do a simple word study. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not thinking maybe, you know, people like Sandra and GD may be laughing. Oh, Esther, look at that. You know, it's funny. <laughs> now imagine if it's not GD and Sandra, you know. <laughs> you know, we're saying, you may kiss the bride. You know, Sandra, she most likely will be crying on her wedding day. You don't get it so emotional. You know, as GD just 
you know, remove the veil. And boom! Rapture. <laughs> the tears you are shedding, it dries up. She's not crying that she's seen the Lord. <laughs> oh, Praise God. And Jesus does not remember that she was crying for him a few minutes ago. Amen. All right. Now, now look at Deuteronomy chapter 8 and 18. He says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Amen. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers after this day. Now he says, And it shall be if thou. No, no, back up. I'm still there. He said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Now I want us to see the context of what he's talking about. Can we go up like to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 14? Then we'll read down to 18. For you to see what he's saying. He's saying here, he says, then, he says, Then thy heart be lifted up. That means he's saying, After I have blessed you, and all things are going well with you in the promised land. He now says, Then thy, thy heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. So the redemption was God. Hallelujah. Then the next one. He now says, Next verse. He now says, Who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness? Wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, with which preservation and provision was God. Amen. Next verse. It now says what? Who fed thee in the wilderness? Provision again with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. So the goodness was God, preservation was God, protection was God. Next verse. Now says, after God has all done that, you now get to that land where you have abundance and you have work. You now say, and thou say in thy heart, my power and the might of my hand had gotten me this wealth. You see this? All right? And that goes to say, because you say some folks are that way. They're that way. After some time, you know, things are now good. They got a couple of hundred millions of Naira in the, in the stuff. And, and when you're talking to them, they normally say, I work for this stuff, man. I did it. You know, man. It was me. All those grace of God. All those grace of God business. No, I work. I didn't sleep. I didn't wait. When you have the money, you were praying. Now you got the money, you got to, you have some, you got some, um, you know, intellectual stuff to say. It's me. You didn't suffer a stroke while you were doing the 8 to 5 you were doing. Where did the health come from? Where did the idea come from? How did you get the opportunities? Praise God. He says, For thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth what? Be the power to what? Get wealth. That he may establish. So that means that wealth he gave you power to get his what? There's a purpose for it. He said that he may establish his covenant which is well unto thy fathers as it is day. Notice this. Wealth has a purpose. As I'm going to show you in a bit, material resources are not owned by any man. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the what? Fullness thereof. So that means the owner of all in the earth is God. The resources are owned by God. Amen. The mountains owned by God. The value on the earth is owned by God. Men are just stewards. Men are custodians of what God owns. And as a believer, you must have the mindset of being a custodian, not an owner. You are a steward, a custodian. Very important. We'll get to that in a moment. Now, 
Let us do a simple study of that word, of that verse of scripture, Deuteronomy 8.18. And there are two keywords, or three, three words there, but I'm going to focus on two. Alright, we have, number one, give it, for it is he that give it. So, that means God is a giving God. God is a God that gives. That's one, gives. The second is power. Amen. Power. And the third is wealth. Those are the three words. The other things are covenant there, but that's what we are focusing on right now. Alright, so let's start with the word power. I want you to follow me very carefully on this teaching. Where we're going. Power. The word power is the Hebrew word koak. Koak. K-O-A-C-H. Some of you wondering during the evangelical services, you are not hearing Greek and Hebrew. Well, in evangelistic services, you don't cook Greek and Hebrew. Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, I don't go to evangelistic service. I'm singing, you are my glory. No. It's ba 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 Amen. Because I you know I, I always smile when I go for meetings like that where you have all these wonderful elderly women, middle-aged women who grew up in many CAC churches and come for a service and you join the church. Then you are now singing his song. They will be looking at you. Amen. They don't know what I say. Things only understand, amen, so that they can participate. So that's why when you're singing your song, the all is quiet. It's only you that I listen. But when you now go to Ibarre, everybody's singing. Some are kneeling down, lifting up their hands. Praise God. The goal of congregational worship is participatory worship. It must be what? Participatory. Glory to God. Amen. Now, look at that word. It said, is it that give that the power? The word power there is a Hebrew quark. What is koak? Koak refers to strength. Strength. Capacity. Strength. Capacity. Now, as we're going to see, that word koak, alright, power, refers to strength from three dimensions. As we're going to see examples in scripture. Number one. Alright, strength or power from God or angels. Number two, strength or power from the earth, the earth, the earth itself. And number three, strength and power from men. So, let's now see how that word quack is used, strength or power in the scriptures. I think I have like five or six. I, I don't want to have the time. We have Genesis chapter number four. And verse 12. Genesis 4 and 12. I want you to follow this very closely. Genesis 4 and 12. He says, When thou tillest the ground, this is God talking to Cain. He said, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not. Henceforth yield unto thee her strength. That word strength is the Hebrew quack. So that means there is a strength or a capacity in the earth. So the curse on Cain was that the earth will not yield to him at its full capacity. 
Glory to God. Which means that one of the blessings upon a man will be that the earth will yield to him to its what? Full capacity. Hallelujah. So there is a connection between what the earth delivers to a man and his prosperity. Are you, are you with me so far? Amen. And it's prosperity. Now let's look. I'll, I'll, I'll talk on that some more. Let's continue. Now look at Genesis chapter 31. And verse 6. Jacob is talking to his wife. He's about to leave Laban. Now Jacob says to his wife. He says, and ye know that with all my power, I have served your father. Now that word power there is quack also. So he's talking about what? Human strength. Is that correct? Now, human strength is not just the strength is talking about when talking about power here. It's not just physical ability. It will also include what? Mental ability. Is that correct? It will also include this intelligence. So that means every single resource I have as a human being, I use it to serve your father. Praise the Lord. Remember. It is Lord that the Lord that giveth thee what power. So that power we said includes what the earth. Number two includes what humans, strength from humans. So that power is the earth. Is also what human. Because when we say power to get wealth, you need to understand what power means. Because power is a means to get it. So what is that power? Hallelujah. So we've seen it on the earth, or in the earth, glory to God, in the earth, in the, the systems of the earth, in the resources in the earth, glory to God. I'll give you an example. You have John D. Rockefeller. John D. Rockefeller was one of, by the way, John D. Rockefeller was a Christian, a Baptist Sunday school teacher. How did he get rich through oil? The earth yielded its increase to him. Praise God. Amen. A particular young man called James needs to get a knock from an angel so that he can be very attentive to what I'm about to say now. Praise God. Now, you now have, all right, some guy, I've forgotten the name of the guy, who made money from General Electric. Electricity. Electricity, they did not manufacture electricity. They discovered it. Which means electricity was already where? In the earth. So the prosperity was where? In the earth. Glory to God. Look at Facebook. Where did Facebook come from? Did it come from heaven? No. It came from where? The earth. So the power, the strength for prosperity is in the earth. Second place. Strength and power for prosperity is in humans. In men. So Laban became wealthy because of the strength of who? Jacob. Jacob's skill. All right. With the animals, Jacob's skill and knowledge with what grazing ensured that Laban's wealth increased. Are you seeing that? So the power to get wealth of Laban was who? Jacob. Amen. So when you say power, power there to get wealth is not just talking about money. Glory to God. There's the resources in the earth. Hallelujah. All right. Principles in the earth. Then there is the resources in men. Glory to God. In men. 
men. What does this tell us? It tells us that if you mismanage men, you are most likely to have going to have issues with prosperity. If you mismanage men, when I mean men, I mean male and female. Don't think I'm talking of one gender. All right. If you mismanage men, you're most likely going to have an issue with prosperity. Because one of the powers to get wealth is men. Relationships. Relationships. People. How you relate with people. 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 One of the things I'm going to be teaching on, I, I, I was supposed to teach on it. I, I find I'm going to do it. Because we talked about caries this month, right? And we focused on favor before God through the blood of Jesus. There is also favor before men. Favor before men translates to prosperity. To relationships. Men, people. Amen. Where you have that through your access to somebody, to a relationship, you have access to certain knowledge, certain skill sets, certain opportunities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, power there, quark, is also in men. Alright? Human strength. Now, look at Exodus chapter 9, verse 16. Now, we're talking about what has to do with God, the power of God. So, prosperity can come to you through the power of all right, quack in the earth. Prosperity can come to you through human strength. Prosperity can come to you through the power of God. It says, and in very deed, for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show in thee my what? My what? My power. That what power there is. All right, quack. All right? My power, and that by name may be declared throughout what? All the earth. So, in Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, it says it is, alright, alright, it is it either give it the, the power to get wealth. So, that means, alright, men can get wealth through supernatural means. Glory to God. They can get wealth through what? Supernatural means and supernatural intervention. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, amen, the Lord moved the Egyptians to give to them. So the wealth of the what of the Egyptians was transferred to who? To the Jews. You see that? Praise God. There was a time where the children of Israel were fighting the Amalekites. Alright. And God caused the Amalekites to hear the sound of horses. And they ran away, abandoned what? All of their what? All of their wealth. And the children of Israel just came and picked them up. So that is wealth by supernatural what? Intervention. We have the story of Elijah and the widow on Zarephath. Amen. All right, the oil did not fail. Praise God. We have the story of Elisha and the widow of the late prophet. Amen. The Bible makes us understand that she got several jars and what? Poured oil into them and she was able to sell off those jars of oil, praise God, and was sustained many days. That is wealth by supernatural means. Are you with me so far? Wealth by what? supernatural means solomon had the wisdom of god supernaturally given to him and that wisdom translated into wealth that's wealth by what supernatural means so there can be a supernatural impartation of ideas and wisdom to get wealth 
that the supernatural impartation by God of ideas and principles and products and services that never entered your mind before, but by what? By the jolt of God's electricity, boom, it comes into your spirit and you know what to do, where to do it, what to do, where to sell it, that's supernatural and that's the power to get wealth. Praise God. Where you get to a point that you know that you know this idea will work. You know that you know that this business idea will move. And you don't give up on it. That's supernatural. That is a strength, a power that is divine that causes you to get wealth. It is God that giveth thee the power to get wealth. It is God that giveth thee the power to get wealth. So there is a power to get wealth through what? Alright, supernatural. God and angels. Glory to God. God and angels. God and angels. Because that power there is also used for God. Look at Exodus 15.6. Let's look at another example. Exodus 15.6. Praise God. It says, Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in what? In power, in coark. Thy right hand, O Lord, are thus in pieces, what? The enemy. So that means God's right hand is a hand... Uh, right hand of what? Of power. Hallelujah. So if God's right hand is the right hand of power, it means that God's right hand, right, right, right hand, amen, all right, is a means, all right, all right, to get wealth also. Because if it is God that giveth thee the power to get wealth, glory to God, amen, it means that if it is in God's power and ability and capacity to help a man get abundance, Praise God, then it is something that God can do. And if it's something God can do, it is something that He gives. You know, He said it is He's the one who gives the power. So that means the power to get wealth is one of what God gives. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So that means if it is one of the things God gives, that means something I can ask for. Hallelujah. It is something I can ask for by faith. So I can ask. That the earth yields its increase to me. I can ask to have favor before men. Glory to God. Can ask to get what? To have, all right, the gift of men to help me get to where I'm going. Are you following what I'm saying so far? You can ask. Because if it's something that God gives, I can ask God for it. Hallelujah. I can ask God for it. Look at Psalm 103, verse 20. It says, Bless ye the Lord, bless ye the Lord, his angels. Which do his commandment, which excel his, his strength. Look at it. Bless the Lord these angels that excel in strength. That was strength, that is power. It's the Hebrew quack. That excel in what? In power, that do his commandment, acting unto the voice of his word. So that means if angels excel in strength, glory to God, if they excel in quack, and God gives power to get wealth, praise God, it means that one of the ways God gives power to get wealth, glory to God, will be through angelic strength. We see examples of that in the Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible tells us that every single work that we find in the book of Exodus was the work of an angel. It was an angel that brought them out. Hallelujah. It was an angel, praise God, that rained manna, okay, for the children of Israel. So angels manipulated substances in the earth realm and made provision available to people that needed it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Angels did that. It was an angel of the Lord that baked bread and fish for Elijah. And Elijah ate the food of angels twice 
and went on the strength of that provision 40 days. Angels did that. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Angels did that. Jesus, one time, wanted to pay for ta his taxes. They had money on him. Sent um, Peter to catch fish. And they went there, catch fish. The money was on the mouth of the fish. Obviously, that's angelic interventional work at play. Jesus took five loaves and two fish. Glory to God. And said he was going to feed 5,000 folks. I hope you know angels did that multiplication. Glory to God. All those things. Because if angels were the ones that rained manna in what? In um, Exodus. Then we have bread now, also now, needing multiplication for 5,000 people to eat. By precepts and examples is the same principle that was at work in the reigning of manna to the children of Israel and the multiplication of bread. It's angelic intervention in both cases. Glory to God. So there is, all right, the strength or the quack to get wealth, all right, through the means and the platform of angelic might and strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we begin to release faith for finances, faith in God for finances, what did that release were his angels to cause the money to come, to cause things to you know move in the realm of the of the earth. The angels go in there and make the thing come. What is being held up is released. Glory to God. Amen. He said, God is the one who gives the power to get wealth. It's the one who gives the power to get, to get, get wealth. So that power to get wealth is from three sources. God and angels. The earth and men. Men. What skills are on the earth? What's going on? What's going on in your field? In your area of expertise, what do you need to know that you ought to know? Prosperity will come from it. Praise the Lord. Prosperity will come from it. Supply will come from it. Praise the Lord. Supply and prosperity is also going to come through relationships. Relationships that are vertical with your superiors. Relationships with your what? Contemporaries. Relationship with your juniors. It will come from it. That's why the principle of relationships, all right, relating with others must be love. You must not treat any person, all right, less than you want yourself want to be treated. Always treat people, all right, with respect and honor because you will never understand and know, all right, where that, I mean, the wealth, your wealth that is trapped up in the body of the people you are relating with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You find out something that when you look at the, the laws of, laws of, um, the laws of God in the Old Testament and how Jesus interpreted it. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your strength. That means make God number one, right? Right? Make God number one. Second one like it, he said, love your neighbor like yourself. What's he telling you? He's telling you if God is number one, praise God, and you treat your neighbor and people in your life or in the world that you, you, you come across with, all right, and treat them with the principle of love, then you'll be blessed. Praise God. Because you, you have your connection with God, you are hearing from God, God is talking to you, then the channels through which God will bless you, which is people and relationships, you have kept all of those relationships healthy, such that love is the, all right, is the principle running all those relationships. So the, the channels of blessings will always be open. Always be open. Hallelujah. Is anybody learning from this? Hallelujah. Now, let us look at the word wealth. 
the world wealth. When he says, I'm the Lord that giveth thee power to give up. So wealth, what does it mean when we say wealth in scripture? Most times when we see wealth, they always think money first. But wealth doesn't always only mean money. That word wealth in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 is the Hebrew word lemma. L-E-M-M-E. Lemma. Alright? It mostly means three things. It means wealth, number one. Number two, it means ability. Ability. Or skill. Praise God. Then it means an army. So, where you see wealth, there is the tangible and there is the intangible. Wealth, materials. Then ability. It's intangible. What's ability? Then you now have an army, men, soldiers to fight. It's also called wealth. Hallelujah. It's also called wealth. So that means if you have people with you, you are wealthy. If you have people loyal to you, you are wealthy. So the Bible views relationship and people as a wealth. Hallelujah. Now look at this real quickly. Let's look at an example. In Genesis chapter 34 and 29, wealth here is referred to as goods and material things. Um, Genesis 34, 29. Then and all their wealth and all their little ones, you see that? All their wealth, that is property, what they owned, and all their little ones, and their wives took their captive and spoiled even all that was in the house. So that's talking to tangible stuff. Now look at Genesis 47 verse 6. Now in Genesis 47 verse 6, the word activity is translated as wealth. Sorry, the word lemar is translated as activity. Look at it. Genesis 47 6. The land of Egypt, this is Pharaoh speaking to Joseph and his brothers. He says, the land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land, make thy father and brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen, let them dwell. And if thou knowest any men of activity, Lemar, any men of activity among them, notice, any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. So what is this talking about? Activity is talking about business. Are you seeing that? So, he's talking about capacity because Pharaoh had cattle. So, he's saying, if you know any among your people who is already in the business of cattle rearing, amen, hand them my cattle for them to rear too. Are you, are you paying attention? So, that means here, Lemar is talking more of what? Ability. Are you following what I'm saying? Ability. A skill. A skill. Something you can do. Something you can do. Hallelujah. Something you can do. So if you look at it, if you break it down, some of you have an education, right? Amen. Now, how did you get the education or the skill? You got it because your parents sent you to school. Praise God. Is that correct? So your parents are the human strength God gave to you to get what? To get what? That ability. Doctor, lawyer, whatever it is. Are you, are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? 
So even though those two things look natural, we must recognize the source from where it came. What's that source? What's the source? What's the source? God. So it is God that provided the human strength, the power, praise God, and the means for you to get the world, the wealth, which is what? The ability. Are you, are you so far? So that's why many times when you are, you, you should worship God saying, Father, I thank you. Glory to God for the power to get wealth you have given to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. I recognize the wealth you have made, made it possible for me to have. You see that? You see that? So you have to have a principle of acknowledgement going on in your life. Where anything that is going on, whatever thing, skill or whatever it is you have, whatever increase that has come your way, you must always acknowledge the hand of God inside. Never point to yourself. Acknowledge God. Praise God. One of the ways to break the hold of mammon is to acknowledge God when increase comes. Acknowledge God when there is progress. Acknowledge Him. For it is the God, it is God that gives the acknowledgement. Praise God. Alright? Alright, so activity, that's why you see the Lemais activity here. Then, alright, Lemais also translated hosts or army. Exodus 14 verse 4. Exodus, for, um, Exodus what? 14 verse 4. Hmm. Hosts. Wealth is people, not just any people. People like soldiers who gather around you for a cause. Are you following? People that are like soldiers who are committed to you, who are committed to the agenda God has given you. That also is wealth. You say you want to do something. 1,000 people say we are with you. That's wealth. 10,000 say they are with you. That's wealth. Look at it. Exodus 14 verse 4. It says, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh, and upon all his words. All his words. Host. That word host there is lemma. That means army. Praise God. Also translated as what? Wealth. So that means the host of a king or the army of a king is his wealth. So there is such a thing as God giving you the gift of men. The gift of loyal men. So it is God that gives you the power to get wealth. So that ability to get loyal men, it comes from God. That ability to get loyal women, it comes from God. When people come around you and whatever it is you want to do, they are with you. It comes from God. It comes from God. It comes from God. Hallelujah. And if it comes from God and God gives it, you can ask for it. You can say, oh, Father, oh, I, I'm asking for loyal men. I'm asking for men, an army, hallelujah, an army of men. All right, for this business idea, for this business, you're, not, you're, you're asking and God will send them your way. 
And you need to have a principle of love to, so that when they come, your bad behavior will not close the door of their hearts to you. Can you see that? Because you can pray, God send them. If you do not know how to walk in love or you don't walk in love to people and you treat people badly, what's going to happen? The door of their heart will be closed to you. Hallelujah. Whatever you need is in someone's hand. Whatever you need in terms of knowledge, skill, capacity, is domiciled with someone. It is in God's hand to send those people as an army to your doorstep. Such that that which he has committed into your hand and what, what he has said you should do, you will be able to accomplish it quicker and faster. But if you mistreat them, you will close the door of evil. Hallelujah. 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 Now look at Exodus 18.21. Exodus 18.21 That word lemma is also translated able. What did I call it? Able. Able. Blessed is the man that has with him not just faithful men or loyal men but able. Able men. Skilled people. Skilled people. He says, moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people. Look at it. Thou shalt provide out of all the people. Able men. See that? Such as have the fear of God. Men of truth. Eighteen covetousness. You see that? Alright? That means their character is top notch. Okay? And place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds. Rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. Able men. That word able there is lemar. Praise God. So God is able to give thee the power to get able men. Are you following this? Is anybody following this? Able men. Able, able men. Human resource. Men who have noticed that these men here, alright, they were men with administrative capacity. You see that? He says, and place such over them. To be rulers of what? Thousands. And rulers of what? Hundreds. Rulers of what? Fifties. And rulers of what? Of tens. There's no organization that does not need such men. There's no church that does not need such men. Able men. Those men are the wealth of the organization. And he says, God is the one that gives you what? Power to get them. Are you are you are you pay, are you following so far? Are you following so far? I said, are you following so far? God is the one that gives you power to what to get them, to get them, to get them. Same thing. We find that same thing. All right. Just write this down. Joshua chapter eight, verse three. The word valor, valor, men of valor. When you see that men of valor in Joshua 8.3, that word valor is the Hebrew, lemar. Brave men, brave people, their wealth. 
their wealth. Men that you say, we want to do this. And instead of seeing the, it cannot be done, they are telling you it will be done. You yourself, you don't know how to happen, but they are brave. Sacrificial. Oh, remember David, man? I might remember that story. When David wanted to take Jerusalem, and, you know, he went with some soldiers. And he, as he was there, uh, trying to take Jerusalem, the Bible tells us that J David said, Oh, that I may be able to drink water from the well that is at the center of the city. It was just a wish. He didn't ask anybody to go. Three men had him. You know what these men did? The Bible says that these three men fought their way through the battle. Went with, what do you call it? Uh, a, bu a bucket of some sort. And they fetched water from that well and fought their way back and said, King, oh yeah, drink. David said, no, I can't drink this one. He said, this is not the drug. This is not water. This is blood. The Bible says he poured it before the Lord. So those men were men of what? Valor. The Bible calls them wealth. Men that can risk their life for you. It is God that will give, that gives you power to get God's people. Are you following what I'm saying? So you can see wealth is not just money. It's not just money. A man can have money and he's surrounded by what? Backstabbers. He's surrounded by backstabbers. He makes a mistake, they've leaked it to Insta blog. Glory to God. He has more quarrel with his wife. He's already on uh, GIST Niger. That it appears there's a problem in, the, in this person's household. This unconfirmed clip. That was, are you following? So that means he's poor in people. Are you following what I'm saying? It is God that gives you the power to get well. Valor, men of valor, brave men, sacrificial men. All right, sacrificial people. All right. So we've seen that wealth is good, men, ability, and an army. An army. And the power, all right, is expressed through God, through angels. All right, from the earth and from what? From people. Praise God. Praise God. Which means when we look at it from people, it means a human being can refer an army to you. An army of loyal men and say, follow this guy. I, I don't know if anyone is catching on. Right? God or an angel can influence an army to say, follow this guy. As a church, you just find out that the um, hundreds or thousands of people will see you in their dream talking to them. And all of them want to come follow you. That's wealth. You are praying for some fun. And an angel of the Lord will appear to somebody and say, give a feast one million dollars. Just give it to him. And if the person does come to you and say, I don't know you, I don't know why, but the Lord said I should send you this money, give me your account number. Are you, are you paying attention? It is God. So God is the one behind any of such things. It is God that gives the power to get wealth. Whether it's substance, wealth or substance, 
whether it's wealth of what? Of an army loyal people, an army of loyal people fighting for you. Whether it's an army of valiant people sacrificing, you know, for you, protecting you and advancing what God has told you to do. God is the one that gives it. But do not now ensure, make sure that when those things happen, don't be now begin to say, it was my own hand that did it. My wisdom is one that attracted it. You know, I did Instagram target uh, promotion. So when I did the Instagram target promotion, it drew, no, 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 don't do that. Do not point to yourself as the reason why those things came. Always obey the principle of honor. And what is that principle of honor? Acknowledgement. Give God his due. God, I worship you. It came from you. Hallelujah. If there are things you did that we can learn from, put those things after you have given God his what? His due. Father, I acknowledge you. So how did you do it? Oh, number one, the grace of God. God's grace, urging my steps and open opportunities. That's number one. Number two, I did this. Number three, you understand? But let us know what number one is. That number one, let God be there. Don't let anything take it to Amen. <laughs> so that God will not show you how that, uh, that number one should be number one. Amen. <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. Tell our God is my source. God is my source. Now because God is our source, the believer must always have his eyes on the source and not on the thing. So if God is the giver of wealth, then we must be able to trust. Sorry. So if God is the giver of wealth, then God must be able to trust those he has given the wealth to. You're going to see that one of the very important things with the Lord is faithfulness and trust. He must be able to trust you. And you see that in stewardship, the Lord in his parables tells us you are being assessed. Let me give you an example. Find the Bible to send Luke's Gospel chapter 16. Send Luke's Gospel chapter 16. Let's start from verse 1. And he said also unto his disciples, pay attention. He says, There was a certain rich man which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. So they accused the steward. Notice, pay attention. There was a steward, then there was a rich man. It's a parable. God is, Jesus is using this to talk about faithfulness. Amen. Notice, there was a rich man that owned the goods. Then there was a steward who was just in charge of it. Are you with me? Now, look at it. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship. That means, give an account of everything that is in your care. So he says, For thou mayest be no longer a steward. The next verse. Then he said, What said within himself? What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. To beg, I am ashamed. What did, what did he do? And I said, I am resolved what to do. Hallelujah. Can we have it up? It's like we lost that. Praise God. He said, Uh huh. Give an account of that. For that may be no longer a steward. Okay, that's good. Next verse. I can see that we are projecting it online. 
Alright? Praise God. He said, I'm resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. <coughs> Next verse, everybody read. He says what? So he called every one of his lords' death or so unto him. And said unto the first, How much was thou unto my lord? Next verse. And he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto them, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Go on. <laughs> Praise God. Then said it to another, And how much was thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat. And he said, Take thy bill and write four score. Praise God. And the Lord commanded the unjust steward because he had done what? Wisely. Now, he looks crook, crooked, right? But the Lord of that, he, 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 you understand? So what he was saying is, he gave those guys discount so they can quickly pay. Are you getting it? That's what he was saying. He said, okay. What, so he's saying, quickly, that's the implication of what he's saying. What can you pay? Oh, I can pay 80. You owe 100. Oh, yeah, write 80. Give me the 80. So that, if we pack all those amounts that was with debtors, praise God, but belonged to who? The master. And say, oh, I got in it. Hallelujah. And, say, and the Lord commended the unjust word. Now notice the Lord here is not Jesus. The Lord here is the what? The rich guy in the story. Uh-huh. Go back so that you understand. So it's one say, ah, the Lord. And the Lord commanded the unjust one because he had done wisely. Look what he says. He says, For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. You see this. Next verse. He now says, And I say unto you, make to yourself friends of mammon of unrighteousness. Mammon of unrighteousness is money. That's what it means. All right. That is people with money, but they are not saved. All right. That when ye fail, that they may receive you into everlasting. Habitation. Next verse. And now says, He that is now, this is where I'm going. He said, He that is faithful in that which is what? Least. Is faithful also in what? In what? Follow me. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in what? In much. Follow me. Next verse. If therefore, if you have not been faithful in the what? Unrighteous what? Unrighteous mammon is money. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the word? True riches. Next verse. And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, another man's, who shall give you that which is what? Your own. So he's saying the money is not your own. It belongs to another man. Hallelujah. It belongs to this world system. So you say, if you have not been faithful with that one, who is not going to give you your own? Who is going to give you that which is eternal? Hallelujah. Who will give you your eternal reward if you were not faithful in what was not your own, but was in your custody? Look at the next verse. Alright? No servant can serve what? Two masters. So you can see where it's going. It's money he's talking about. So no master can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and what? And mammon. All right, next verse, real quickly. Amen? All right. Look at where, now, notice. Look at the response. He says, and the Pharisees, who were covetous, 
heard all these things and they what? Derided him. So that means the Pharisees were all about keeping, 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 while Jesus was talking about faithful stewardship over money, which means not allowing money control you, but allowing what? God control you. So he says you cannot what serve two masters, you cannot serve God, and you cannot serve what? Mammon. So if you are going to serve God, you are going to actually use mammon and bring it under the lordship of God. You are going to use money and bring it under the lordship of what? Of God and allow God to determine what you do with the money because you have come to a realization that you are a steward of money and not the owner of it. And it is in how faithful you are in that stewardship which is another man because he belongs to this system that will determine whether or not you are going to get through riches. Let me show you again so that you understand what I'm saying. Look at St. Luke's Gospel 12. We're going to read down and close. Luke Gospel 12 and 25. Many folks don't understand that if we are faithful in this earth, in this world, our reward is governance. Governance. Because Jesus always talked about the reward for faithfulness as governance over cities. I mean, if you remember the parable of the talents. All right? The guy had five talents. Did well with it. God gave him, so he was given extra five. Talents there is money. It's not singing, dancing, no. Talents there is a measure of money. So five talents is actually money. Three talents is actually money. One talent is actually what? Money. It was money he's talking about. Now, the guy who did well with five and got an extra five, what happened to him? The, Jesus said, the, the master came and said, take five cities. Is that right? Was in charge. So that means how faithful you are with money will result into governance. Because it is only someone who is faithful with money who will be faithful with people. Glory to God. The man who is not faithful with money cannot be faithful with people. Now, look at this. St. Luke's Gospel chapter 12. I'm going to round up now. Ah, time is fast spent. Amen. Are you there? St. Luke 12. I want to apart because of I don't want us to read all of it so I'm trying to see how I can just all right let's look at from verse 25 now it says and which of you taking thought can have to his stature one cubit if he then not been able to do the thing which is least why take it thought for the rest now can we now go to 31. He said, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So that is like Matthew 6, 33. He says, fear not little folk, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Look at verse 33. He now says, tell that ye have. Okay? And give alms. <laughs> he says, sell that ye have, and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old. A treasure where? A treasure where? In the heavens. 
that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupt. So that means the way I am going to provide myself a bag which works not hold, a treasure in the heavens, is by giving. See that? Giving. 34. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So what is he talking about? He's saying that when I give, I give because I have an eternal reward in mind. So because my um, my my mind is on my eternal rewards, all right, when I'm giving for eternal purposes, my mind is set on the eternal, not the mundane. Hallelujah. He now says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 35. Let your loins be gathered about and your lights burning, and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord. You see that? When he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet, and will comfort and serve them. And if shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them, so blessed are those servants. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not of. Are you seeing that? He now said, and then Peter said unto him, Lord, speaketh thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household? You see, governance. To give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth, I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. You see that? So that means the faithful steward will be giving governance over all. Hallelujah. One major measure of a faithful steward is this. Is that God is the Lord of all that steward has. And that he has learned by giving to place his focus on eternal rewards, eternal realities, and not earthly, mundane frivolities. Now, I must say this. This is where the balance of the prosperity message meets with holiness message. Holiness message, consecration, this world is not my own, in that the things of this world, I'm just a what? A what? A custodian of it. I don't own them. Because what I own are really eternal. Are you, are you paying attention? But we now balance it with, alright, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in what? In hell, even as thy soul prosper. So you find the provisions of God being balanced by our consecration to God's will. Where that balance is not achieved, covetousness is going to be the, the other of the day. In that the people who get blessed by God, their work with God will be destroyed by those blessings they have in the earthly, earthly blessings that they have. 
where they will now begin to serve the gifts and not the giver of it. So one way God trains us to be able to handle the resources he gives to us is to teach us the true purpose of it, which is use unrighteous mammon to secure for yourself eternal reward by ensuring that as a good steward of these resources, you direct them towards what? Eternal purposes and not mundane, earthly, fleshly ones. Praise the Lord. We've conquered mammon when that is achieved. Lift up your hands to us and just bless his name. Oh, thank you, Father. <coughs> we bless your holy name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.